going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 316 of the Geeks of Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. What up? And Shelly Nolan. Hello. This week, we're geeking out about Disney gearing up to take over the gaming space. HBO just not stopping. Uh, we've been talking about HBO for three weeks. They keep coming out with, like, important news. Uh, and then our thoughts on She-Hulk, because She-Hulk just came out. Yeah. So, we will get into that in a little bit, but first... Let's talk about the video games we've been playing. Um, Shelly, you had a new game. Yeah, I you and bought both and did. beat Cult of the Lamb. Nice. Nice. So I don't even know what this game is. You guys both played oh, it. Oh, it's so it's a trip. It's so, uh, it's so it's one of those things where like when the it ca- it caught some buzz, and so we kind of talked about it in our various gaming chats and back all golf chats, and we're like okay well what cut what like okay it's called cult of the lamb like what exactly does cult mean you know mm-hmm. like it, yeah. you know and so it's very much like an eldritch horror thing but go for it shelly you've played more than i have i was gonna say it's um basically a roguelike and cult simulator cult man simulator in one yep okay um i read some article that said that it's like if Hades and Animal Crossing had an evil baby, and I honestly think that's a really <laughs> good description because it really yes. it does itch the same scratch, uh, scratch the same itch, whatever, as Hades does, um, of being able to go on runs, but then, like, having something to do when you get back to your home base, and your home base is the sort of cult simulator. You have a space mm-hmm. that you need to, like, clean up, and you build, like, temples and build things, um, and you recruit followers and you can recruit followers a couple different ways. Um, the bed, the sort of easiest way would be to like, while you're on these runs, like in the forest and something and stuff like that. So the premise, um, that's, that's basically the premise. The premise itself is like the, you're this lamb who's about to get sacrificed. Um, and instead of getting sacrificed, you're getting sacrificed to stop this prophecy from coming. And this isn't spoilers because this literally happens the very first scene in the game. Yep. Um, and in fact, it even happens in the, I, I think, the trailers, if you look at the trailers. Um, oh, the I, animated I trailers are so cool. Out, so. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you're about to be sacrificed, but then um, this uh, being, this very powerful being basically saves you and says, hey, I'll save your life, but you have to create a cult in my name. Uh, and you agree to it. There's actually no way to not agree to it. So you agree to it, um, and that's sort of how the game starts, is you have this power of this, yeah, kind of more of an eldritch-like being um, with powers and stuff, and uh, every run that you go on, um, basically you have to defeat these four bishops. These are the guys who are trying to sacrifice you in that first scene, um, and so those are kind of your like goals, is to um, get rid of all of them. And so they each have a area that's associated with them, there's like a foresty area, there's a swamp area, there's a underwater kind of area, and then there's a spider cave area. And so those are the four areas associated with each bishop. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so you like go on these runs and they're randomly generated rooms um, that you just kind of have to go through. And uh, you can sort of choose, there's different like paths you can go on. Um, you're always going to have encounters, but you can choose different rooms. Um, you can collect... You can sort of prioritize collecting resources, like stuff that you can make food with, or like getting lumber or stone or things like that. that or getting more, co- or getting more cult members is fun too. Like. Yeah, you can prioritize getting followers. Like it'll show you on the map, basically, like hey, you could choose one of these paths. Like one will give you these options, one will give you these options. Um, 
There's also like random shops you can stop by. Um, there's question marks, which are always fun. So sometimes you can go to a question mark and something um, random, not random per se, but like you don't know what's gonna happen. Um, and then eventually, yeah, there's like a boss at the end of each uh, sort of run, as you would say. So, mm -hmm. um, and then you come back, yeah, and then you come back to your cults and you can actually name your cult whatever you'd like. And um, that's where your followers are and they work for you and they, uh, Obey pretty much everything you say you do as long as their faith is high enough. There's a faith meter um, and there's a hunger meter. You got to make sure they're fed. Um, so you need to be mm -hmm. careful, you know, collecting resources. You want to make sure that they're fed because you don't want your followers to die. You can actually cook you. and stuff too. Like yeah. So there's a little things. tiny cooking mechanic, very basic <laughs> cooking mechanic. And they'll um, cook. I believe they do stuff with you too. Like, I don't know if they cook with you, but I know like they'll help you gather resources too. They'll help you gather cool. resources. Yeah. There's... Um, the main thing is like there's this temple where you can um, preach sermons or you can uh, have rituals. Um, that's where you do all your rituals. Like you can sacrifice people. Um, that's a thing. Um, and you gain, you always gain something for it, right? And so there's a another mechanic called devotion um, that's sort of tied in with faith is that uh, when followers um, basically have a lot of faith in you they'll write uh they'll give you devotion and devotion points can be spent on new things that you can build in the area mm -hmm. so you can unlock like a farm and um the farm's really helpful um because then it helps uh you grow things really fast and it helps followers be able to um basically be like little farmers and stuff and uh there's like you can make better sleeping arrangement for your people. You can make uh, yes. res stuff for like resource farming, like for stone and for wood. Um, so it's like a whole thing, right? And it all works on a daily cycle. Um, and the gameplay loop is incredibly, incredibly satisfying. Uh, at least I found it to be very, very satisfying because it yeah, really is, it is like Hades, except there's <clears throat> more things to do. And you can kind of go at your back. own pace. Like, there's difficulty yeah. levels, too, which I think is cool. Okay, cool. Um, exactly, yeah. And it's like, you can you can prioritize going on runs if you want, if that's what you really yeah. find more satisfying. Or you can really do more of the cult sim stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Although, for me, I kind of ran out of stuff to do before, uh, faster than I would have liked. I ran out of stuff to do in the cult mm -hmm. sim. I, I had all the stuff, and um, had all the upgrades, pretty much. Yeah. And I was like, well, there's not much more to do. Um, yeah, really cool cast of characters. Everyone's like a little animal, right? You're a yes, there are these cute little animals. So it's even like weirder and funnier that way. Like it's, it feels almost like an Adult Swim or Cartoon Network cartoon. Yeah. Okay. So everyone's like a little animal. There's some really, yeah. really freaking creative character design. There's a yes. fish man, and he looks like a man. He's trying to disguise himself to look like a man and not a fish. But he is just a fish. And it's like, if you take a, like, you have to look up this guy. He is the prime example of amazing character design. Because he has, like, this little mustache. And he has, like, a little thing on his head. But his mouth is on the top of his head. But his mustache is throw <laughs> you off. Because he has his fin there. And it looks like a nose. But it's his fin. It's crazy. It's so <laughs> um, There's a fishing mechanic, by the way, with that. Um, there's, like, cool mini games too. Yeah, there's, yeah. Uh, instead of, um... Uh, I was trying to think of what do you play in Witcher? You play a uh, uh, Gwent. There's yeah. Knucklebone in this. So this has Knucklebones, which is like a little sim it's a simple dice game. Um, anyway, it's, I think it's a really freaking phenomenal game, but at the same time, man, is it buggy? <laughs> it's incredibly buggy. It's actually really unfortunate how buggy it is. Um, 
And that's so. across platforms too, right? I remember that's what you were saying. It's, it's not across, just like Switch. Yeah, it's across platforms except for PC. Most um, mm. There's a lot of patches that have already been pushed to PC, but there have not been a lot of patches to console, which is really okay. unfortunate. So, I'm um, looking up Fishman now, and I love him. He's got yeah, he's, he's like, <laughs> I his mohawk love in his mouth. His character design is so <laughs> fun. Um, I love him. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so basically, all being said, it's a really good game in a lot of aspects, but honestly, at this point, I would recommend if you're interested in maybe getting the game, either get PC or wait if you want to get it on console. Because I just got on Switch because I was like, oh, I want to be able to like, take it with me, play handheld. And yeah. It really is great for that, but the lag spikes are intense. I've had many soft locks. I've had many places where I've had to restart, um, and I lose runs. And there's points in which I'm trying to do a ritual and then um, nothing happens. And I've had other problems where uh, there's a pretty universal problem people are having where only six followers can come to your church, even if, or your temple or whatever, even if you have more than six followers. I didn't even realize that was like a bug. You're supposed yeah, to be able to have all the followers in your temple. And like, I look on the subreddit and everyone's facing the same issue where, and it's really annoying because there's also quests, right? Mm. your followers can give you quests and you pretty much kind of have to take the quest because if you don't take the quest they lose like all faith in you and they will probably try to leave um that's a <laughs> whole other thing you can like throw them in prison anyway uh, there's a ton of mechanics in this game um but there's these quests and some of these quests are really messed up some of them are like i really want you to sacrifice me or hey we killed this guy but i want you to resurrect him can you do that for me um, or, hey, I want to marry you. Can we get married? That's a whole thing. You can marry as many people as you yeah. want because you're the leader of this cult, right? That's pretty typical. So, um, But the problem is that... That's so ridiculous. It is really ridiculous. But um, <laughs> the problem is that if you want to do something that's like a ritual-based thing like that, it's pretty much the luck of a draw if you, that particular follower actually goes into your temple. Because if that mm. follower doesn't go to your temple, there's no way to do the ritual on that on that character on that follower oh wow and then if the okay. timer runs out you lose faith or they lose faith in you and it's awful so <laughs> it's really annoying um it, yeah i don't know lj are you facing a lot of these issues it mostly so, uh, hit I, me at later in end game i feel i feel like there was a time where i i think something was supposed to pop or something was supposed to happen and like I, I think I had to restart my game at one point, but gotcha. it's I haven't played enough, honestly. Like I fully, it was one of those things where I got it to fully intend uh, to, because we were going to talk about it last week when it was just going to be you and I, but you know life happened and I ended up mm-hmm. uh, taking a break last week as well. Yeah. But um, I have not had, I haven't had those issues yet, but I feel like I eventually will. Um, yeah, I don't know why it really hit yeah. more. The closer I got to end the game, like the beginning oh, yeah. game, it wasn't that bad. It was like, oh, there's some lag spikes. That's I'm sure weird, it's. But... I'm sure it's one of the things because this is an indie game, so I'm sure it's one of those things that just with so many systems that play, it kind of maybe just gets confused. Yeah. Um. It's. Uh... I, I. I do want to add too. We keep using all these t- this terminology, you know, that's very, you know, connected to what we do here. Um. It's very much a commentary. <laughs> just all of the wording. <laughs> huh? Wait. I mean, just the way you worded it. I faith. Like, I mean, like faith yeah, and devotion and things like that. But I was trying not to, you know, like, you yeah. Know, what, you know, just in relation to the the idea of faith and belief and stuff with geeks under grace. Like, 
it's uh, very much a commentary on like blindly following like religion and things like that. Mm. And like it's it's not like there's going to be people that go look at this game and like, oh, is this blasphemous to play? Or is this, you know, is this like, you know, am I sinning by playing this or whatever? And it's like, no, it feels very much like a commentary on what a cult is. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's one of those things where it's like, sure, you are doing these things in this game. But I think it's it's important to look at it as like satire and comedy. And like, it's it's not meant to be taken seriously at all. Right. Which is yeah. kind of I wasn't and sure. And we are not starting I, cold at Geeks Under Grace. No, well, so <laughs> and and say that's where the wording is funny. But I'm just like yeah. you know, it was more of the terminology that I, I was you know pointing at. Right. Is, you Using know, words but like it's just, faith and sacrifice and yes, yes, and, and devotion Temple. and all that worship um, and sermons and things sermons, like that. Yeah. Um, but doctrine. And there's think, a whole doctrine thing. Yes, can, like, there is a doctrine section. <laughs> so, but that and that's why I wanted to point this out because I'm like it's very much not meant to be taken seriously. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, but I didn't really know what it was until I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, this actually looks really, really good. Like, it looks... I mean, if if some people don't, you know, aren't comfortable play, with playing this thing, then that's cool. That's awesome. Don't mm. do it. Don't play it. You know, we encourage... I mean, it's like discernment, yeah. Yeah. We yes. talk about discernment with all things. If yes. uh, the game makes you feel like you actually want to start a cult in real life, maybe don't play it. Maybe it's not for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and and so, like a- I... Yeah. I want to point out, too, that I know some people, like, and again, we've been talking to, like, you know, the other staff members in Geeks and a Grace, um, who are just, like, uncomfortable with it at all, just mm-hmm. the fact that you're our protagonist and you're being encouraged to manipulate all these people, sacrifice these people, um, just do ridiculous things to these people. Yes, um, and it, also, it is ridiculous. So, I know there's people who are uncomfortable with that aspect, um, and I know that people are also uncomfortable with just the fact that there's a lot of... Um, just imagery that could be kind of uncomfortable. There's a lot of pentagrams. Yep. So if someone's yep. uncomfortable with just seeing pentagrams in general, um, then I can totally understand not wanting to get this game. It's the the pentagram usage in this game. It's pretty much like a teleporter. Oh, like anytime you see a tele- yeah. like a pentagram, it's like oh, this is where you can commit. You can do a, a ritual like a sacrifice, or you can teleport um, or fast travel. Really, that's more of the the proper term is fast travel. There's some different places you could fast travel, but um, mm-hmm. but I know people are just you know don't want to even have a game with that in it, even if that's all that's mm-hmm. for um which again I, I totally respect that it really does come down to discernment um mm-hmm. and i know that a lot of people are really worried about again yeah sort of the portrayal of like is this sort of trying to poke fun of religion is this trying to mm-hmm. make religion look bad like what is it trying to do here um but yeah i think lj put it right that for me personally i think if anything um i think it's a really good portrayal of what it means to blindly follow something or someone um, and have no critical thinking because the yep. followers in this game are all incredibly stupid. They're so <laughs> yes. dumb. They immediately, they're like completely loyal to these bishops for one sometimes and they'll like fight you. And the minute you beat them, they're just like, oh, I'll follow you, all your faith, all your doctrine. I'll follow you to the end of the world. Like they drop <laughs> their loyalty at the drop of a hat and yep. they go full send. And also I want to <laughs> mention they're kind of mean as well. There's an ass. There's a way to um, create food made of people's poop, because poop—that's yep. like as a, a mechanic in the game. You can use it for fertilizer yep. anyway. Um, but you can make a poop meal, and your followers, as a quest, will be like, "Hey, I think it'd be really funny to oh, make no. this other follower eat the poop." And I'm like, <laughs> and "Okay." That's why this game is straight up silly. Like, uh, yeah, you know, and like so it's... and then I do it, and then what's so funny? It's just like, okay, like the other guy who like, eats the poop, they're like, "Laugh, it's funny, whatever." 
Um, oh. He pukes, whatever. It's fine. You clean it up. Yeah. yeah. And the day is fine. Um, but then that, that <laughs> day is fine. like, hey, I know that guy pranked me. How about we have him eat some of our, some meat from our dead followers? Because that's also a thing. You can create meals <laughs> from the, the followers that either die naturally or... Um, sacrifice. Because they also can just get old and die, by the way. But if you like, sacrifice them, you can get meat for it. And so you mm-hmm. could like feed that meat to your followers. And so it's cannibalism, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> and so that's another thing, right? It's like the followers are all kind of jerks too. It's just like, I think it's a, I think I totally respect anyone who's like not going to feel comfortable playing this game, but mm-hmm. I would encourage those people who are uncomfortable to play this game to sort of think about it that way, to think about it as this is what happens when you totally blindly follow someone. Um, there's no critical thinking, right? They're all just, and it's not, it's not trying to offend anybody either, which I think is perfectly fine like but yeah and and you're not really a good guy either right i mean you're you're killing these bishops um who aren't very good beings but the being you follow is also not very good and you yourself two evils kind of a thing yeah yeah it's like no one in this game including the followers like the followers i would say are the most victims or are the Mm -hmm. victims if anything um yeah because they just don't have the freedom to even think freely for themselves ever really um but Everyone seems villainous. Everyone seems bad. Like, this is kind of a dark, cute, but dark and messed up little world that you're playing in. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, I, 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 if, if none of that is comfortable enough for you, like, if you're not comfortable playing it, don't play it. Um, but mm-hmm. also, even if you are comfortable playing it, maybe don't <laughs> get it on PC or just wait on console, <laughs> is yeah. what I will okay. tell you if you are interested. Totally super I think great it would be a game. Cool Switch game. Sorry, so when wait. it works. Yeah. It just doesn't oh, work a lot of the time. Apparently, I would love to try this. I don't know if it has it on like the Switch version, but apparently there's like Twitch integration. Really? And I, I wouldn't do this I wouldn't do this on on our channel just cuz I feel like that'd be too much, but I maybe That's do it on my fair. personal channel. Yeah. But apparently you can uh, name followers after uh, your uh, after people in chat. The people oh, oh cool. that's so yeah. fun. And so like <laughs> yeah, so I think um, so I did name my cult BFC best flipping cult as nice. a doom reference to BFG. Yeah. Um, but no, I do want to try the Twitch integration on it at some that's point. So That'd be cool. Yeah, it's like but, like I said, not on not on our channel. I'll do it on my own. PC <laughs> is getting all these updates and patches, and I'm just like, please mm. bring to console. I know it takes longer for console, especially mm. for Switch apparently. So that's why I'm kind of like mm. bummed about yeah. that. Um, but I, I like go to the subreddit every other day or so, the Cult of the Lamb subreddit, and like half the posts are just about ridiculous bugs. Some of which I don't even experience. They're even worse than what I experienced. Mm. So just consider that. Um, it's a really, really great game. It just needs some polish because, um, yeah, it just, it breaks, it soft locks. You have to restart every once in a while. It's not great <laughs> in that way. But um, it's really fun besides that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, LJ, you were playing another game as well. Um, Yeah, so another game I want to give a quick shout out to um, is called Roller Drome. And I think we saw this at, there was a showcase, I think, oh, was it a PlayStation 1? Or I think it might have been uh, during Summer Game Fest, actually. But it's uh, where you're, it's your, it's like a cel-shaded 70s, 80s looking like, comic book style. And you're on roller skates and you can, it's basically like plays like a Tony Hawk game. But you have different, you have guns and you can shoot at guys. It's like a post-apocalyptic thing. It's super fun. Uh, just like when you get on a roll, pull off combos 
you have to do tricks to like restore ammo and then like with kills you can like restore your like health and all that like it's one of those things like once you get on a good flow you know they got this like slow motion mechanic and stuff uh i've been really into those games where it's like oh here we're gonna put you in a room with some cool stuff to do and a bunch of guys to shoot or fight um so it's just it's one of those games but it's super fun uh i recommend taking a look at it um but yeah it's it's good so sweet yeah, All right, well, then what's been going on in the gaming news? All right, so gaming news is um, pretty pretty simple this week. Um, I did want to mention, um, I, I think the news itself is about a week old now anyway, but I did want to mention to our audience that at D23, there's going to be a Disney and Marvel Games showcase. Um, I believe, what is it, like September 9th, I saw, I think. Um, which... Marvel's making enough games now, and, and like Disney at least, they're like outsourcing their their games enough to where they could probably they could do this. Um, there's still a couple Star Wars games in development, <clears throat> so if you know we may see some of that there, but it seems like there's going to be heavy emphasis on Marvel. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we'll see Midnight Suns there, um, and then I know there's there's definitely other things that are being worked on that are like Marvel projects in the gaming space. Um, there's a mobile and PC card game coming out called Marvel Snap, which I'm hoping they like. I know they've been doing testing for that game, so I'm hoping they drop that like around the t- around that time. It's um, a card game, but I wish it was a Pokemon Snap spinoff. <laughs> I mean, we did get another Pokemon Snap, so yeah. Um, or Iron Man, but it's an Iron Man suit, but it's for photos. It would be nice. I don't expect anything at all, but it would be really, really, really nice if we got to see like maybe footage from spider-man you know the next spider-man game maybe uh, you know or something like that um but those would be saved for sony's stage i think um so like i don't know like there's there's probably more star wars stuff um we, they might show more midnight suns even though like people have seen so much of that game already mm-hmm. um well it remains to be seen i think amy hennig uh creator of uncharted and like and stuff like that i think she's working on a game a star wars thing too so we'll just have to see like what it is exactly they're going to be showing off. So who knows? Maybe there'll be some cool surprise. Um, I know there was like, supposedly there are rumors that Ubisoft was working on a blade game, but they've denied it. Um, and there was like rumors cool. of like, yeah. Um, apparently avalanche, the makers of just cause were working on an Iron Man game at one point, but that got scrapped. And you know, there's like little mm-hmm. tidbits of, and rumors of things that like, maybe Disney we will has get the surprised. money to be able to do like big triple a games themselves we haven't really seen anything that they've done that's been amazing except like well they Kingdom used Hearts to even isn't theirs they, they used to have their own game studio uh, like, yeah like you know super and, nintendo era right You're talking about, like Aladdin I mean, and stuff not really i mean that was like sega and capcom and stuff like that was it okay, um, i don't remember but uh like the like last gen during ps3 and 360 era they literally had like disney game studios um okay. and they did a couple they did a bunch of stuff um but then they scrapped that and so now what Disney has been doing is they've been outsourcing a bunch of their IPs uh, for games. Uh, so uh, that's why we've been seeing Marvel outsource so much, too. Um, mm-hmm. So it remains to be seen. To but, see if Disney can yeah. take over the gaming world as well. Um, they kind of got movie and TV in the bag right now. I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to take anything over. I just think it is cool that like, oh, they're actually popping up in this section of our podcast instead of yeah. movies and TV. So. Cool. Yeah, that's it. Um, the next piece of news, which I'm super pumped about because I didn't realize that this game was this big. I mean, I know it's like, I know it was trending and people were playing, 
But uh, Multiverses is a, was apparently the best-selling game of July, which is only the second time Elden Ring has been overthrown this year. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> but so what gets me even more is that Multiverses is a, is a free-to-play game. And they did have uh, like an early access phase, but uh, when it first dropped, like you could you could only buy the founders pack, and so I guess people were buying those founders packs enough to like I don't know, like maybe I don't know, maybe they weren't, maybe they didn't understand that it was gonna be free to play or what, but basically the founders pack unlocks all the characters, all the starting roster. So I'm very surprised that it sold that much. I mean I've. I personally have not stopped playing it. I've played it like probably the last couple of nights in a row still, and I've been playing it on my personal streams like for uh, for like weeks in a row too. So it's like I've been into it. It's been probably one of my favorite games of the year now, but I did not expect it to be like that high up on the NPD. Yeah, so nice. I'm excited. Um, Very cool though. Yeah, so that's pretty neat to see. Um, and then the last uh. The last piece of news is that uh, the Game Awards has an official date, um, which they've announced because Gamescom is this week, and I believe it's going to be December 8th, and I guess there's like a new ca- new category and stuff too, um, so you can expect the usual same flow of announcements versus actual awards being given out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Half the categories are going to be lists, um, yeah. like, like usual probably, but... It's always a fun time. Like, to me, it's, like, right up there with E3, as in, like, you know, people get together and watch it and, you know, talk about it. Like, we literally stream it on Thursday nights, um, you know, when it when it does, you know, pop on, you know. Like, yeah. it's, it's a really fun time, I think, for, for the gaming space. So, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm excited. Cool. I'm going to clear my schedule for that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the gaming news. All right, we'll get into movies then. Uh, LJ, I finally saw Prey. I know you were a yes! big fan of that. Um, really enjoyed it. It, I, I think I could could have done well in theaters. I think I would have done all right in theaters. Yes. Um, it was very respectful uh, to Native American um, heritage, from what I know of, at least. I thought that was really cool. So there um, are producers cool. like that were heavily involved from it, and there it was actually shot on location in like Canada and places that those tribes would have like lived. Okay, that's, that's awesome. That's very cool. It's yeah. heavily, um, yeah. And there's like things that I don't know. If, uh, there's things that she does like towards the end of that movie that are like have to do with actual like native like indigenous like superstition and stuff too. Um, that's cool. I, I won't. I mean, I don't know if it's a spoiler, so I won't say it. I'll, I'll talk okay. about it later. Yeah. Um, but it's just kind of a neat little thing that's like, oh, like they put that much thought into it. Mm-hmm. It did feel. Um, I don't know the word for. It. I don't want to say indie. Uh, but just very it was such a personal story that like we're not used to that in hollywood anymore things just get so like crazy um i feel like i think of like a hollywood movie like a big blockbuster it's usually the world's ending in some kind Uh, it felt like an independent movie flair like with hollywood flair is what yeah it kind of almost felt to me like especially with a predator being uh this almost prehistoric uh feel to him this very primal and mm-hmm. it's, it kind of felt like a web series, like a YouTube series that was given a budget. Yes. Um, and that's not to say the acting was bad or anything. It looked great. Um, but just everything was awesome. <laughs> the story of it felt like uh, the creativity of someone who was um, kind of given uh, you can do what you want and not try to make some big blockbuster thing. That's good. 
You, you, yeah. you may be able to pick up on when I say this, but one of those weapons is straight up inspired by God of War. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was super cool. <laughs> like, um, I knew people were talking about that and that it was yeah. inspired by, and I saw yep. it and was like, okay, that's it. Yep. Got it. Yeah, the director's <laughs> a big gamer, so there was a lot in there that was totally inspired by video games. Yep. Yeah, super cool. Um, people said that it has an end credit scene. I would say it's not really a scene. Uh, just kind of watch the credits really closely yes. uh, would be a better way to put it. To say that it's an credit scene, I was kind of confused. There's implications of what they could do with it if they are going to do anything with it, but it's also one of those things that they could do nothing with it, and it could just lead to like the original Predator. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. show, uh, the movie ended uh, perfectly well on its own. Yep. I yep. think it told the story that it needed to tell, and yeah, I don't know. I would love. I'm so on board with the idea of like predator versus pirates and predator versus viking and stuff uh people would be talking about that like that would be just, so cool just, just deadliest warrior but with yatja versus everybody else yeah but uh <laughs> that's not what this felt like to me that didn't feel yeah. like a uh like a warrior versus predator yes. thing it was uh just a really cool native yeah. american story that just happened to deal with an alien yeah um, and then uh I'm, I'm working on my review still but mm-hmm. I love how, and one of the things I put in my review is that you actually don't go to see this movie to see the Predator like kick butt yeah. like you would in most movies. You see this movie to go see Amber Mid Thunder kick butt, mm-hmm. and yeah. like she's she's so like resourcefulness and like it's such a Hollywood the whole like girl power like I'll oh, have to overcome is such a Hollywood trope, but it fits so well with that setting and time frame. Yeah, like, it's perfect. They did really good. Uh, yeah. I did make the joke. There's a uh, Cowboys versus Aliens movie out there, uh-huh. and so this was kind of like the opposite. We had Native Americans versus uh, predators, aliens, yeah, <laughs> predators instead of aliens. It's it's a good watch though. Like I, it sh- it should have been in theaters. Like I hope I hope this movie gets a nod during award season. Award season. <clears throat> yeah, I don't I don't expect it to win anything, but I hope it gets at least a credit. nominee or something. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Very very well done. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Not what I expected when they like first started talking about the Prey movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was happy to see it. It was really well done. Ooh, I I need to watch the uh, you, you. I don't know if I mean I guess you don't read subtitles, but uh, I do still want to watch the Comanche. There is an actual Comanche dub in the Comanche language. On Hulu. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, I heard. Yes, I I still want to check that out. Like my wife had mentioned, she was like, I really kind of wish that it hadn't like kind of needed to be so people could watch it. Like it wouldn't be as watchable for people. Yeah. Um, but it almost did feel out of place to hear them speaking English. Yes, it, it did. Originally, it was it would have been not helpful. supposed to be in English. That's what I heard. Is that originally supposed to be in the native language? Oh. Yeah, language. I, I, Again, I can see that, though. Watchable. Yeah, I think yeah. the watchability would have taken a hit, but it would have mm-hmm. been better, so, I think. Yeah. I think it would have been Super really cool. Super geeks like me would have been like all over it, but like the actual casual audience would not have enjoyed it. Yeah. It's got like a 92 on Rotten Tomatoes or something. It's like the best rated Predator movie. That's awesome. I, yep. All right. What other movies have you been watching, LJ? Oh, um, I watched The Day Shift a few weeks ago, which was fun. I didn't know that was out, so that's cool. Yeah, it, it's it's really fun. Dave Franco is hilarious in that movie. Um, there's It's it's a good fun watch. Um, it's, it, is, it is rated R. Definitely some vam, vampire like violence in there and... Crazy, vampire you know, violence but, yeah you know like it's just it's gory i the trailers look gory yep yep um yeah and uh it, it's good it's fun cool um the other movie i watched was i watched on sunday uh it, i watched dragon ball super uh superhero 
Sweet. Which was good. It was fun. We're we'll going to be talking about that. That hit headlines. Yes. Uh, what did um, you think of it? It was good. It was fun. There are certain... And I, I got to say, I give them props because, you know, Dragon Ball... There are certain things that Dragon Ball Super and Dragon Ball Z get a lot of flack for that, like, they, that they actually bring up and it makes it very self-aware. But it's also basically like, oh, no, like, we're not trying to be... You know, we're not trying to be this serious thing. It's like... It's basically like, oh no, we know you're coming to see this movie for the fights and visual effects. Like, mm-hmm. we don't care. They know the but audience. It also, they know. <laughs> yes, it makes fun of its. It, there's parts where it's like makes fun of itself and pokes fun of itself, as if like to say like, yes, we know. Like you don't, you're not coming to this for some amazing exposition story. You're coming to this to watch these people throw energy blasts and shoot it and fight each other. What? What's um, the movie where he fights Beerus? It was one of Battle the first of the movies. Gods. Battle of the Gods. I feel like starting from that movie. It was almost like they were inspired by Dragon Ball Z abridged. Like, the comedy that they write in there now is there's there's some so silliness to this too. like self awareness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, um, and it's one of those things like the Broly movie. It's just like you watch that movie. That movie's a few a pure visual like yeah. showcase. Um, this one actually has like three D effects in it, which is trippy. Um, so they did this like two D three D thing. Kind of, it's kind of like. Th- the way the trend has been going lately but i feel like it's kind of different okay um that does worry me because i'm not usually into that but it there's parts of it where it does look weird i mean i want to watch it so like the, the drawback of watching i noticed draw, watching movies in theaters is that sometimes the screen can be kind of dim and you lose sight of certain things or you don't get a full visual picture so like i'm excited to watch this on like blu-ray or something when it comes out but um, I'm happy that, you know, they show this in the trailers and kind of, you know, but my boys go on and Piccolo get, get the, get to be the stars of the show this time again. And it's just exciting after like, basically Gohan was supposed to be the original successor to the series after Cell and uh, people said no, like, or I guess the Japanese audience is like, no, we love Goku. Bring, keep bringing us Goku. Mm-hmm. And so like, it was neat just to see my two favorite characters get the starring role again. Yeah, uh, there's definitely. there are some cool side characters too because there's a reason it is called superhero um so i think if you're nostalgic for the cell saga and you're nostalgic for dragon ball at all you're gonna enjoy it but i think this isn't one of those movies where i'm gonna recommend like oh like people should go see this if you haven't seen it if you haven't watched dragon ball it's there's like, just nope, enough there's... dragon balls yeah. fans yeah. out there yes. to make this so big <laughs> yes mm-hmm. yes um so it's just one of those things it's like if you're a fan, and, and that's the thing, it's like everybody knows DB, DBZ is actually kind of trash, you know. But it's one of those things. It's like Star Wars. Like Star, like there's a it's lot of Star cheese. Wars that is not, like, come on. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. There's the not cheese. a lot of like. I'll admit this as an episode one like apologist. Like it's a, it's a lot like Star Wars. There's a lot of Star Wars that's not very good, and that's the same for Dragon Ball Z. But you're still gonna go watch the movie when it comes out, or you're still gonna play this video game when it comes out. You know, like mm-hmm. totally. that's how I feel. That's how I feel about this movie. Like. I know fully aware what I was, I was fully aware of what I was going for and I was fully satisfied. <laughs> cool. So yeah, that's it. Awesome. Yep. And then Shelly, what did you watch? Uh, I didn't watch anything like new, but I did rewatch Lemonade Mouth cause it was on Disney plus and I felt like watching it. And this is very what much is... a kind of nostalgic for me. I don't know. It's a Disney movie, right? It's a Disney Channel okay. original movie. Uh, I was like, so what, it's is, pretty what is this? bad. It's not a good movie, but I really like it. <laughs> it's something about it. It's um 
Bridget Mendler? Is that her first name? I don't know. Uh, who actually, like, kind of had a little bit of a singing career after this movie. Um, but it's basically about these, like, high schoolers. It's sort of like The Breakfast Club. Like, these high schoolers all go to detention together, and they ended up forming um, a band together. Um, it's just really, <laughs> like, wholesome. And I think for a Disney Channel movie, it actually has a lot of good, like, wholesome messaging and diversity and just kind of like they they place things in front of you and you're kind of like oh this is how things are gonna go and then they kind of take it in a different direction which is fun um i don't know like i just really like this movie i can't necessarily recommend it though because it is just a bad disney channel movie but it's better than (laughs) i mean personally i think it's better than high school musical i think it's better than high school musical (laughs) i think there's a more to it it's just kind of fun. I don't know. If you have, like, kids and you just, like, want to watch a Disney Channel movie, if they already like Disney Channel movies, this is, like, one of the better ones. I, I See, think that's a fair I'm assessment. A- this is a one of the better Disney Channel movies, but still a Disney Channel movie, right? See, I'm, I'm worried that, like, if I showed one of my little cousins or something or one of my, you know, my, you know, my niece or nephew in, in the future, if I showed them a Disney Channel movie, it'd be like me showing them, like, a 2D game. They'd be like, this is crap. Or, this Which is, is totally fair. Yeah, that's why I'm kind <laughs> like, of like, uh, if you already like Disney Channel movies, like, any yeah. of them, this is one of the better ones. Like, this is I'm up like, there with freaking uh, Sky High. Like, I also love Sky High. Um, <laughs> Didn't that come to theaters, though? Or was it? Maybe it did. Well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't I've always. So. I've always viewed it as a Disney Channel movie, but maybe it's not. <laughs> it's, like, on the same vein, though. I mean, it, it is. I agree. No, but that's... But, anyway. Yeah, but, yes, there a, are... There's a lot of yeah. cheese with lemonade mouth as well. It's very cheesy <laughs> as well. There um, are movies that, yes, I would love to show, like, my younger family members, but then they'd be like, eh, I don't not, know. This is not the play <laughs> anymore. Like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But I just watched it again because it was on Disney Plus, and I kind of was, like, scrolling, yeah. and I'm like... I want to watch this. And my sister was over. Like, we both just have really, like, fond memories for this movie, watching it together. So we just watched it together again. But, um, it's just, like, I don't know. It's so wholesome. But that's all. That's all I'll say. I don't need to go any more about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, then we will get into the movie news then. Um, go ahead, Sean. So kind of circle back to um dragon ball um so Mm -hmm. dragon ball superhero actually popped off so hard (laughs) in the box office that um it's actually now officially the best anime uh movie box office opening ever Mm. which is crazy yeah also like kind of unsurprising at the same time because it's like right dragon ball is like the biggest anime Mm-hmm. like ever so I think. so what it, what excites me is that funimation has been giving their movies full theater releases lately like the demon slayer one mm-hmm. was in my little oh, theater right. that i live yeah, next yeah, yeah. to and so was this one because i thought this one was only going to be like a limited thing because like a lot of anime movies get relegated to like fathom events or whatever for sure right. but yeah. i but i was keeping an eye on like when whether this movie is going to be in my theater and i got to just walk over to my theater and watch it and i was like this is amazing like I mean, I guess Broly was too. I mean, I don't know. If, I actually don't even know if Broly was or not. But we were in PAX. We we're at PAX when that came out, so I don't know. But it's just exciting that like Funimation has been giving their movies like that much of a push, so yeah. it does do those kind of numbers, you know? Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. So that's cool. Um, and also just shows that there is money in anime, right? Like, there's like if they're yes. like, hey, like 
maybe other industries will be like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe animation's actually really good, which is crazy. Um, just in constant thing about like HBO Max. Like I know we'll mm-hmm. talk about it later, but like, oh my gosh, HBO Max has been terrifying recently. Really depressing. Yeah. Um, with just how much <laughs> freaking stuff they're moving, but. This is the movie section. We'll talk about that later. Um, so there's that. Um, that's very cool. Um, I also want to talk about um, some movies coming out in the future. We've talked about Pirates of the Caribbean a couple times. Um, actually, one of the original writers is going to be coming back. And that's pretty significant. Um, just because I think it's pretty undisputed that the uh, first Pirates of the Caribbean movie is the best one. And like I don't think it's just because of the first one. I think it's legitimately... like. Something about it, right? And so one of the original writers was going to be coming back. And I was trying to figure out if this was for the Pirates of the Caribbean reboot or the, or another sequel in the franchise. I actually think this is for another sequel in the franchise. Oh my I gosh. don't think this is for the reboot or remake or whatever that's happening. It's still really confusing, though. We don't need it. <laughs> no, you, <laughs> you don't. And honestly, I'm like, do you even need it? I mean, I'd be okay movie? with a spinoff, but not, like, another sequel. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Because, um, again, we know Johnny Depp's not coming back. Like, we just know. Like, 100%. That's not happening. Like, if they um, just scrap it and do something completely different and still call it Pirates of the Caribbean, I'd be more okay with that. Just, like, yeah, focus on a different shit focus on a different crew like the margot robbie thing like if there was a female-led like pirate movie you know like that then i'd be down for it i I want someone else to make pirate movies (laughs) oh yeah not not just disney like i just don't want a disney pirate movie i don't know um i wrote this up before on a pirate show yeah that would be cool (laughs) i uh a movie about Anne bonnie she's a crazy cool uh pirate but I think you're right. I think that's the play. We need pirates, but we mm-hmm. don't need pirates of the Caribbean per se. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we could do yeah, That's been things. done. Let's find something else. It's well, like, hey, we've already we've gone through our Viking phase. Maybe pirates is yeah. the next phase. Let's bring that back. Mm-hmm. Um anyway. But that's the thing. Uh and then finally, uh they are officially making a movie for days gone that's that zombie yeah. video game which i know speaking of a movie trend game, like, so yeah it's one of the zombie video games um yep but i know the game didn't necessarily pop off that much i know it wasn't that popular um like cody i know you played it but um it, lj it did you play it too well. i played i played some of it and, and i, I beat played, it yeah so honestly i think like as the story itself i felt was like the characters were like fairly mediocre but honestly, I feel like it would make a decent movie rather than a video game. Like, the video game was fun in its own way, you know, cause, like, the motorcycle and just the gunplay and, like, doing, like, the, the traps and stuff. Yeah. But, like, I, I feel like this random cast of characters would indeed be better suited for, like, a movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I just... Because yeah, I, I, I feel I like want... they, they could get all the biker bros to, like, watch that movie, and it could appeal to a casual audience. Mm-hmm. Well, it's such a simple... I mean... I don't want to give too much of the game away, but uh, the basis of the game is that you find different camps, and then uh, the game is old. You're you're basically bringing the camps together for mm-hmm. one final battle, and uh, yeah, I I feel like that that just works for a movie. He's yeah. just gonna go from town to town and work on these camps and bring them together, and then it'll be this mm-hmm. one big hurrah at the end. Um, weird biker uh, fight. So, I don't know. It all seems like it could totally... You could literally take that game and turn it into a movie. That thing and make it a movie and, like, get everybody on board. 
Mm-hmm. I think part of it doesn't necessarily just... have to be straight from the game, but uh, no. yeah, they could easily fit that story into. I mean, I think of like deep, you know, like there are characters that I feel like I don't care about this character, but I feel like some random movie moviegoer would be like, "Oh, that guy's awesome," or "This character's cool," you know, like I feel Boozer's like it... fantastic. Yeah, so like there's <laughs> characters I feel like that like a casual audience could probably would probably appreciate more than like people like us who have played much stronger story driven driven video games than days gone mm-hmm. yeah. i think the biggest thing story-wise for that uh game for me was that um they kind of struggled between the fight between people and the uh fighting with the zombies mm-hmm. and at the end of it all it kind of um they didn't mix as well as they could have um so maybe a story could do a little bit more with that but mm-hmm. um Walking Dead's already kind of done that, so I don't yeah. know. We'll see. And and in video game and film, like I said, the zombie trend is kind of like on a downturn. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. I'm like, you know, we got the Last of Us show coming out. We've already gone through a whole Walking mm-hmm. Dead. I'm just personally, I'm burnt out on zombies, but maybe that's just me. Maybe this could be a good yeah. movie. If anything, I feel like I remember the because again, I never actually played Days Gone, but. I remember the marketing for it, and I remember, like, they kept using the scene or, like, a couple scenes where it's just literally, like, a huge wave of zombies coming at you. And, like, that was sort of their marketing thing where it was like, oh, you know, this yeah. is a zombie game, but it's not like other zombie games Which, where there's, like, a couple zombies and they're yeah. kind of sneaking around. They're kind of scary. But this is, like, literally giant waves of zombies, and they're fast, and they're running yeah. at you. And, and then World War Z kind of did that on a mass scale, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, so, like, you could really the utilize them in this game, though. I mean, you could, like... Yes set up a like a sound thing that would go off um yep. and again walking dead has done this um uh, but you basically take a bomb that just made a loud noise and throw it mm. in someone's camp and it would like overrun their camp with zombies yep, yep. Uh, it's just like, super satisfying yeah. or, but, or get or get a bear to not kill some of them or vice versa or whatever, yeah you know, like, but <laughs> there have been episodes of walking dead where they've had like they've hoarded up a bunch of zombies um and then release them on a, a city or whatever they're doing so mm-hmm. It's kind of terrifying, but yeah. it's like that's the one yeah. thing where I'm kind of like, well, maybe they can like lean into that a little bit. But you're right, World War mm-hmm. Z also kind of did that. So like, I don't know. We'll that's see. Got a video game too. <laughs> we will see uh, how it goes. But that's our movie news. Cool. We'll get into TV then. Um, LJ, did you watch? Yeah, we both watched She-Hulk. Yep. Shelly, you haven't seen She-Hulk yet. I haven't even watched Miss Marvel yet. I oh no! Academy. I'm real behind on shows. Dang. Miss um, Miss Marvel is one of those things. It's like it's got issues, but I can't deny that it was fun to watch. It was way better than I thought it would be. Yeah, there's um, just something about it that I, I couldn't be mad at. She Hulk's really good. I still having an issue with Hulk. I I just feel like Hulk has been uh completely wrecked, and uh, they had chances to kind of fix that in this a little bit. And I would have been, like, more okay with with it. I don't know how to say this without, like, giving anything away. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a situation where the Hulk gets kind of upset, kind of frustrated. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, maybe he can kind of showcase that he can still get angry and kind of rage. And uh, he just doesn't. And I was like, man, if that would have been kind of cool to see him, like, the capability for him to unleash and that he has more control over it. And I'd be like, fine, as long as I know that deep down... If he did get angry, he could still, like, Hulk out on something. Um, so, I don't know. Smart Hulk is still Smart Hulk. Not Professor Hulk. Uh, he's dubbed that in the show, that he is Smart Hulk. 
Um, <laughs> Sounds like but, a legal endorsement to me. <laughs> yeah, the the tease. Um, we we've heard rumors about it, and uh, they didn't show anything in this episode that we haven't seen the trailer. But the tease for uh, Scar is pretty cool. And that's the child of Hulk. At least that's what I'm assuming. Uh, we were seeing there in the trailers and then in this this episode but um yeah she hulk uh, on the other hand the character of this i guess hulk was the main focus for me because i'm such a hulk fan um Mm -hmm. i think it's gonna be great i like the comedy i like the tone of it and i like uh her so far the the comedy i think is and it's weird because i know there are people that aren't liking it because of Mm -hmm. the comedy and i'm like but no that's fully what they said this was going to be like, mm-hmm. it, we're not meant to take this. I mean, obvi- like, there is still that Marvel flair to it where it's like, ooh, like, there's big stuff that's happening. But yeah. also, it's like, no, we're we're in for, for a ride for this one. And the, the first episode does feel very pilot episode, but yes. I think that's perfect because it is supposed to have that primetime television vibe. So I was like, it's perfect for it to have that pilot style. Um, but I'm excited to see more. And we got the Hulk for almost the entire thing. That surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, there's gonna be a lot of episodes for this too, so it's not just gonna be six and done. I think it's gonna be like what like eight, maybe, oh, maybe cool. more. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited. They, I think I read somewhere that they're going to explain the fourth wall breaking, and I think that'll be really weird. Like, how do you explain that? Um, yeah. But I will say it was a little awkward at first. Got used to it after a while. Um, I think of fourth wall breaks, and I think of House of Cards. And uh, since this is a mm. law thing and that's a political thing, I just like kept making those that's correlations. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, see, I've I didn't never think seen Deadpool. House of Cards, but oh, it's oof. yeah. He will in the House Cards for those who don't know. Um, great show. Uh, unfortunately, Kevin Spacey was charged as being garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Charges, <laughs> charges. Chargers being garbage. That's a good rip. But he would he would say something and he would say it very like cheerfully and uh, just politically correct and just do a really good job being a politician. And Turn then the he would look at the screen and be like, "This is what I'm doing," and yeah. then tell you the manipulation behind everything, and it would just give you goosebumps. That's cool. Yeah, show is intense. <laughs> um, not getting goosebumps from from She Hulk yet, but <laughs> I definitely kept making that correlation. Anyways, I I would say if you are watching the Marvel shows, uh, I wouldn't want to skip this one. Uh, Also, I think that this is probably going to be a really important show as far as the cinematic universe goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, With Daredevil being such a big um, player in the next few phases. uh, And um, it just it feels a little bit more on Earth. And I feel like the Captain America type stuff is going to kind of feed into this. Um, (laughs) Can't say for sure yet, but. Thunderbolt Ross um, is the one who starts the Thunderbolts in uh, the comics, and obviously he's passed away, but that I would assume weird. that Thunderbolts will kind of have a role to play in this. Um, Abomin- well, yeah, Abomination, Abomination is, Bonsky is going to be the, um, yeah, so, I, I think he'll be a part of that. Yeah, I would assume that if you're invested in that part of the universe, um, this show is going to be important to it. Mm-hmm. And, and and you may not have to necessarily watch Miss Marvel before you watch this, like to be honest. Like, yeah, so far I haven't seen I don't anything. think I don't think Miss Marvel is really gonna have any connection to this. Yeah, I don't yeah. I yeah. <laughs> but to spoil something. Uh yeah. Miss Marvel's <laughs> got I mean everyone knows the Marvels is has been announced. Yeah. Um So that's not a spoiler, yeah. Yeah. It's weird everything that they announce and like let you know about. 
Yeah. Uh, anyways, I think that Miss Marvel won't be important until the Marvels, probably. Yeah. That makes sense. Cool. Um, LJ, what what other shows have you watched? Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to Tekken Bloodline, um, which uh, came out also same day as She-Hulk. It was a good TV day for me. Um, <laughs> nice. It's they kind of take the plot of Tekken Three uh, and and the story of Jin and kind of do run with it. Um, I never played Tekken Three, which sounds like a gaming crime, but I didn't have a PlayStation. Apparently, they do change a few things related to the story, but um, I think. For people who aren't really familiar with Tekken, it's kind of an interesting introduction to like the story of um, you know the Mish- the Mishimas and like where Jin comes from, you know how his de- grandfather is Hihachi and his dad is Kazuya and stuff. Um, you know, it's like that's a big part of the Tekken series. Uh, it, it it is pretty solid. It's fun. It's it's one of those things where like you're going obviously you're going to watch the fight. You know, you're not expecting some big exposition. It is cool as a Tekken geek to, for me to see them like actually pull off moves from the game. I'm like, oh yes, I know, I know the inputs for that move, you know, kind of a thing. Um, the thing, the animation is it's okay for the most part, but there's this weird thing they do with the lighting, where like the way the lighting hits their heads, it does this weird like triangular thing, so that can be kind of off-putting. Like, I don't know what made them do, like, the lighting like that or how that works. I don't know if it's, like, the 3D. I don't know if it's, like, Just the way some it kind renders. of 3- 3D-ness. Yes. But the way that light the light renders is kind of super weird. weird. Huh. Yes. And it, like, renders as, like, a triangle, like, over their head. It's kind of, like, funky. Like, so that can be distracting. And the animation is definitely not perfect. Um, I don't think the show. There's only six episodes, and I haven't finished them. I've watched, like, two um but i'm excited to watch more just you know from a fan standpoint um yeah so i'll report back once i've actually finished it but it's it's all right so far i'm enjoying it so uh, what have you been watching shelly um i've been watching not a new show (laughs) okay Mm -hmm. that's okay too i've been watching teenage mutant ninja turtles which um, one? The 2003 <laughs> show. Okay. Oh, so, yes, the, like, the, like, I think it came on Saturday mornings originally. Yeah, so basically, uh, it's because we played, well, and I forgot to actually mention the game section, but I barely played any, so I really had nothing to talk about, but I did play the, uh-huh. uh, um, Fur's Revenge a little bit, like, my husband got nice. it. Nice. And he beat yeah. it, and I only played a little bit, so really I kind of forgot yeah. that I played it, so, um, but because of that, my husband, um, was really feeling nostalgic for TMNT. Um, cause he grew up <laughs> that's that that's a that's a good like obviously the original you know like the old like eighties one is still like solid, but that like this weird is, this was my TMNT. Yes, yes, yeah, and exactly. so that was well, that was the one that came on like the Fox box or something like that, mm-hmm. and yeah. it was actually really good. Like I remember yeah. that one being awesome. No, it's good. It's like yep. we're watching through it, um, and we kind of made this like deal that like we're gonna watch through this and then. Um, which is like him showing me this show, and then I'm going to show him Teen Titans. Um, so we're still there watching this show. Oh, has he not um, seen Teen Titans? He hasn't seen Teen Titans, no. Oh, so good. So that's what I mean. It's like we're going to both be able to experience our nostalgic, yeah. like, superhero show. Right? I, I am so happy for him that he's going to get to experience that for the first time. Yeah, yes, and I'm awesome. actually really freaking liking TMNT. Like, we're not, we're kind of skipping most of the filler um, episodes, but. I think it's funny because he had told me that back in, like, college, 
he like rewatched an episode, like one episode from the show to see if it was so good and he thought it wasn't good. But now that mm. we're watching it again, he's like, wait a second. When I liked it as a kid, it's because I thought all this stuff was super cool. But now that I'm rewatching it, like the cool stuff is actually just cheesy, but it's kind of fun. And it's really, well it's really written, funny. Though. It's there's well, like cool story arcs too. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's like yeah. these story arcs and it's really funny. They have all these really funny jokes. And they mm-hmm. keep, like, referencing, like, <laughs> Spider-Man and stuff, even though they can't, <laughs> kind of. Or at least maybe back then they <laughs> yeah. kind of could, but it's just funny. They have, like, really funny references and just, like, actually fun jokes um, mm-hmm. that I, I kind of chuckle at. I'm just like, oh, this is actually kind of funny. And, like, just really cute, wholesome <laughs> moments between, you know, how, you know me. I love my wholesome moments between characters. Um, mm-hmm. And they have a lot of that. So, um, and I love Casey Jones. That's great. He's so funny. Oh, Casey Jones is great in everything. He's like, like my even... guy. He's like Man. every character I play in D and D is just him, just the himbo. I love y'all. It. Should I love watch the, the the live action movies from back in the day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, he's good in that too. Yeah. Um, like I don't know how much more TMNT will watch because I don't know how much more like my husband watched per right. se really. But um. I, I don't know. I'm kind of enjoying it so far. <laughs> I don't know how much yeah. more we have to watch, but yeah, like whenever we finish it, we're going to switch over to Teen Titans. But um, I, all I'm saying is that I like it. I, I'm having fun with it and I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Like, not that I thought it was like going to be bad or anything, but I'm, I'm glad it held up the way it does. And uh, that, yeah, just some of the jokes still hit. Some of the jokes are still funny. Like freaking, I, I lost my mind. I lost my mind when there was a scene where April um, dresses up in her classic reporter outfit because in this show, she's a scientist. She's that, not a reporter. Yes. So they change mm-hmm. that, right? And so they they dress her up in her classic reporter outfit to do this undercover thing. And then they have Casey Jones on the camera. Um, they're like trying to get in somewhere, right? And so they're pretending to be reporters mm-hmm. and the cameraman. And then she walks up to this guy and she's just like, I heard this terrorist group called, um, um, and then Casey Jones just says, Gungala Kawabunga. <laughs> And it's so funny because you're like, why did he say that? It makes no sense. There's no reasoning behind it. It's hilarious. I love it. I died. So <laughs> that's how my experience is, is going with yeah. TMT so far. Yeah. That's oh, awesome. That's so good. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I remember that show. That was such a good show. It's, yeah. I, it's still I, good. I it's all on YouTube. We're watching too. it all on YouTube. It's all there. Oh, no, that's cool. So. It's probably on huh. Paramount or something too. That's crazy. But that's but that's good. I mean, y'all don't you don't have to pay for like another service to watch it though. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get into the TV news then. Um, HBO is it's still in the news. I don't know. Uh, they announced quite a few different shows. The only one that they really like put this big focus on. Um, obviously, they had the uh, what's the Game of Thrones show. House of the Dragon? House, House of the Dragon. Dragon. They showcased that a little bit. Um, more like repetitively. Just over and over and over. Yes. But we got a uh, a pretty good look um, for it being this weird montage of shows of The Last of Us. And uh, even like The Last of Us is a thumbnail. I just realized that on the trailer. <laughs> uh, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But we don't, we don't know it a whole lot. It just it looks really good. It looks like it's um i mean we just got a few stills but cinematographically is that the right word uh there are a lot of really cool shots hmm. um that it looks like they're actually like taking time and putting time into this and then 
What's his name? You guys just told me a minute ago. That's playing Joel. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, Pedro Pascal. I wanted to say Pascal, and I was like, Pascal who? Pedro Pascal. Uh, he's got the voice for Joel down, which was it, surprising. I didn't it expect. Tri- <laughs> it trips me out because I hear Pedro Pascal, but I also hear that maybe, little bit maybe. of like almost yeah. southern. Yeah, but it's weird because it's it sounds like just him doing the the Mandalorian, but also with just that hint of like Joel's voice in it. It yeah. felt almost it felt almost like I was hearing the two at the same time <laughs> when he talked. I didn't think that he would try to sound like um, the video game counterpart. I figured it would just be him being him, and so for there to be that like subtle uh, southernness mm-hmm. to him. Yes. Really, really cool. I mean, we got one line. We'll see if he sticks with it. And, um, and it's weird too, because like Troy Baker himself, like, doesn't even sound like Troy Baker when he, in that role either, like in right. the video game. So it's just like, wow, like, the dude yeah. did awesome. He, uh, I think that as much as I'm like, I wish we had a, like a whole new story and we were exploring other things. Uh, it seems like they're gonna try to stay pretty faithful to the video game, and I think it that does. could be really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're literally shot by shot. Uh, video game to to scenes from this little tiny mm. tiny clip um so i don't know i'm excited i think it's cool i'm going to be definitely watching it uh, yeah same i don't think i have hbo max right now if i do i haven't been using it uh and that will be a reason to do so team uh, abby for sure hashtag team abby hbo yeah. max is really <laughs> it's really scary right now because they're yeah. doing all these live action things but they've literally just taken down so much of their animation and it's just like there's a lot of anim- like animated shows that were on there that are literally you can't get them anywhere else. Like Infinity Train is one, for example. Yeah. I think that was the only place to watch Infinity Train, you know, like non pirated, right? And now they just completely removed it. And I'm just like, I don't know if I like this. Like these huge, huge <laughs> swath cut of of like animation um shows for hbo max but then they're also like oh well like look at these you know live action shows like it's really i don't mm-hmm. know it's very sus to me i don't like it um i don't like the i don't know kind of what we have been fearing for a while i think we've even talked about how it's like well if we get to a point in which everything is just on streaming services then like what's going to happen when you can't so access can those streaming services or when yep. they take out stuff and then what's going to happen mm-hmm. well now we're like kind of seeing it at so, that point, it's like, is it piracy if they're taking it down? I mean, I guess if they're not making it public domain, you know, like yeah, and it's uh, I don't know, it's kind of scaring me. We a didn't bit. put that in the news too. I just remembered that um, I can't remember what company it is, but a huge movie theater uh, chain is filed for bankruptcy. I can't remember which one it Ooh, is. Cinemark, yeah. I think. Uh, Cinemark, the, really? Um, the parent company, yeah. is Cinemark, I think. Yep. Oh wow. So we yeah, and they're blaming streaming services, which is worrisome. Yeah, so, oh gosh, it's like, I don't know. I was even thinking about Blockbuster today. <laughs> I was thinking about Blockbuster. <laughs> we went, to, yeah. we went by um, where, it, like, the building where um, I used to go to Blockbuster as a kid. It's so obviously not Blockbuster anymore. It changed mm. companies a long time ago. But, like, I thought about it. I was just like, man, like, having physical copies of stuff, like might become the new thing again because these streaming services are kind of being scary with how they're just oh, i'm sorry it's regal cinema it's regal, regal. oh okay. wow okay i had to know something that. big because the parent company is called cine world mm. but it's regal cinemas that, that's gonna file 
They're gonna file for bankruptcy, apparently. Scary. It's like, I, I just see this future where it's like, the theaters are all gone, we only have streaming services, but then, like, once there's only, like, three mm-hmm. big streaming services, which, actually, that probably won't happen. Like, I feel like, if anything, we're getting just general, we're just getting more and more streaming services, but, like, mm-hmm. once they just own these things and, like, have all this power, and they're like, oh, well, like, we, we're putting more in, we're putting more money in our live action. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. to be fair, I don't know if this is the reason behind it. That's probably it's not. It's just a small, dumb theory. Where it's like, oh, we're putting all this money into live action, so we want all of our audience to look there instead of our animation. Let's cut out our animation. Like, I don't know. That's really scary to me. I don't like that. And, it, like, eventually that could happen for anything, including live action. But, like, I don't know. We're going to go back into piracy days. <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> the pirates coming back. Like, we're going to bring, it back. Yeah. We're gonna oh, bring no. it back. Because this is, I mean, if this is the trend. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting into the stuff that video game preservation has been dealing with. Exactly, it's really years. the same yeah. too. It really yeah, is. That media preservation. Like you can't get it on DVD or anything. Yep. I mean, there's so much that like you can't even get on like digital platforms now. You know, like there's stuff being removed. You know, it's crazy. So yeah. the gaming industry has already been dealing with this for a while. So yeah, um, that's scary. Yeah, and I and I don't condone piracy per se. No. From Geeks in a Grace perspective, just want to say that. Oh, of that. course not. However, mm-hmm. that's what the trend is going to end up being, right? That's what's going to happen right. if you keep re- removing things so from... People are just going to pirate the things they can't get anymore. It's going to so. just go back to how it was with cable, where it's like, oh, you just have to get a tape and record over it. Like, that's what I did. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot to mention. In the TV section, I started watching... Uh, started. I decided to watch Hamtaro randomly. There's not much to say <gasps> about saw, Hamtaro. I saw your it's tweet about... time. Yeah, I saw your tweet about Hamtaro, and I'm like, oh, oh, I definitely forgot to talk about the TV section, so my apologies there. Um, Fun fact about me: I had hamsters because of that show. Really? Let's go. Yes. Oh, I love Hamtaro. <laughs> my gosh, That's they're great. all so cute. It's just, it, again, it's so wholesome. It's so cute. It's so like so fun. Great for kids. Don't know if it holds up still, but <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of the same. I think it's still just kind of yeah. wholesome and for kids. Um, for when I watched only, I only watched like four or five episodes probably i just kind of was in the mood for it but even then i was kind of like well where can i watch this it's not on any streaming services the only way i was able to watch was ham ham paradise which is a dedicated website for specifically anything hamtaro and all of the episodes are uploaded there um by some dedicated a dedicated team they either pull it from dvds they pull it from um recordings of the cable show or they pull it from other dubs from like other languages right and it's like crazy how much time they put into this and it's like an old website it's been around for a long time i don't i think the last update was like two years ago one or two years ago which is crazy (laughs) but like that's what's gonna have to turn back to again you know like (laughs) i can't find it anywhere and I have to turn to a website like that to find things like Hamtaro. So, it's I think Hamtaro was legit on Cartoon Network too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, no, it definitely was. So. I would so I had a hamster <laughs> named Hamtaro, and I would hold Hamtaro, and Hamtaro would sleep on my chest like in a blanket oh while God. I watched the show. That's so precious. That's amazing. <laughs> was he like, like orange and white, or was he like a different color? Um, he was yeah, he was brown, brown and white. Oh. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Oh, that's that's precious. a show I weirdly enjoyed too. That felt like I shouldn't have been watching it. I don't know because I didn't know if it was like a girl show or anything. But I'm like, it definitely I felt like, like a girl show as a, as a kid. Yeah. But I didn't care. It was great. It was like it's a guilty wonderful. pleasure for me at the time. It's yeah. wonderful. Yep. I yep. had to throw that out there. It's somehow we had Hamtaro and we had Bijou. 
BJ is weird. That. I totally forgot she had a French accent, and it threw me off like crazy when watching. <laughs> I was just like, why does this hamster have a French accent, bro? Like, it's really weird. Yeah. Like, oh, man. That's so great. Anyway. Uh, there's no good way to segue this, but we'll get to our next story. Uh, and yeah, my bad. I Netflix. totally took us on a freaking weird thing. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> no good. Uh, the trailer for Wednesday has come out, and they they released a still before the trailer. So is this episode? I think I'm just kidding. Definitely did it a disservice because I saw the still and I was like, the cast doesn't look. I don't know. It was just kind of like it doesn't look like the Ad- the Adams family. I think of is like the 1990s movie that came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that wasn't this, and I was like, meh. Um, but the show from what we gather from the trailer is basically that Wednesday goes to Hogwarts. Um, she's going to like some kind of monster school and, some uh, su- super special school. Yeah. Yeah. A school for whatever the Adams family are. Weird. I believe it's literally called Nevermore or some crap. Like, that. yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, but it actually looks kind of fun. It looks good. Um, it looks fun. It looks darker than I thought it would be. Um, Tim Burton's doing it. I'm like, yes. yeah, it's got like a dark humor feel to oh, it. Tim Burton, like, yeah. Cool. The whole thing. Right. Is dark. Uh, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I wasn't excited for it, but I might actually check the episodes out. Yeah. Um, and that was, we just had a couple trailers this, this week for the TV news. So, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's end of the line. Uh, what you guys get out about anything else this week? Not really for me. I'm just, I did discover that the She-Hulk comics that the show is based off of is free on prime on Kindle. So I'm definitely going to read some of those before we watch more of the show. So that's hype. Cool. Nice. Uh, Shelly? Uh, nothing for me. I'm good. Cool. All right, then where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24. LJ? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at LJ the Paladin. You can find me streaming on our Twitch channel on Friday nights, twitch.tv slash geeksundergrace. Cool. And you can find me on my Instagram at Cody Armour. Uh, my last photo, I'm wearing a cowboy hat. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought here. It's Tintaro time. Uh, keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye bye. Love him. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.